Ahoy everybody! Thank you for tuning in to Airborne Entrepreneur. Hello, hello everyone. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. And uh, please help me to welcome our guest today is Oliver Wood from New Zealand. <laughs> welcome. Yep. Thank you very much for coming to my podcast. Been great, great to be here. Thank you. Uh, how are you doing in uh, New Zealand? Is everything okay there, or are you under lockdown, or what is happening right now? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pretty strict at the moment. We're we're on the full level four, so uh, getting my 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 daily walk in, but that's about it <laughs> for leaving the house. Okay, yeah, that's new because I mean, we had opened the bubble, we were able to travel, and I have a few friends coming to New Zealand, and they were they stayed there stuck. It's like, whoops. <laughs> The borders yeah, it's on and off, on and off. We'll, we'll see how we go. Uh, hopefully, yeah. we can make out soon. Yeah, hopefully, we'll be all good. And that's probably a great topic today. Talk about nutrition, mindset, health, and all that stuff. Especially when people are under lockdown and uh, they can't probably do much. And I know a lot of people suffer. I mean, that will be probably a great topic for today. But I would like to say first thing that that you are from New Zealand, but it's great, and I love New Zealand. That is probably <laughs> we can talk about that a little bit. But you're also founder of the Meta Project. And I would like to ask you probably, to tell us something about that or how you ended up with Meta Project. How did you start your business or what actually took you there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, for, for me, I started off in a space where uh, I was actually uh, doing a commerce degree at uni uh, as I was working through uh, being a personal trainer in a local gym. Uh, and I found myself, as I got deeper and deeper into that, uh, I was, you know, rising the ranks as a personal person trainer and working with a lot more busy professionals and just getting an idea of the of the normal patterns that come through, right, that you're all familiar with and getting an awareness of uh, where was this really coming through, right, because I was getting uh, really, really good at, at uh, programming and, and how we did certain exercise, uh, but we found that we were kind of fighting uphill battle against this amount of stress information uh, that was coming through the door <laughs> that we weren't able to recover we weren't able to respond from the training we were doing so it started to just I guess expand my perception and awareness of what that focus should be around where do we start what do we focus on to make sure they're going to get most out of their body they're going to enjoy it and I don't feel like they're putting all this effort into training and not getting a result back and I think a lot of people start to feel like that uh, especially as we start getting our 40s and 50s we find that that space of response, that, that, that space of all the effort we're putting in is not the same as we used to, right? We could go for a run before and we felt great. We could uh, make a, a few changes to our diet and it would, it would work. Whereas I think when we're, you know, we're, we're running these businesses, we're in these roles that are taking a lot of weight on our back. We stop to, we don't stop to realize how much that may be impacting our ability to digest food, our ability to recover, or even get any benefit out of training in the first place. So I think that was really the awareness of, of building through that. So a session that used to be 100% training became 20% nutrition, 80% training, right? And then 50% each. And then essentially I was talking about lifestyle design and nutrition more than I was actually training because I was like, well, you've walked through the door with these problems. I'm going to focus on that rather than just going through a workout because you think working hard today is going to be the solution, which is really where most people finish. So I think that awareness of, of where we go, what we focus on with uh, the Med Project is really that all-encompassing awareness of how do we look at all these components in a simple way that allows us to build our body back up because it shouldn't just be trained really hard uh, because as we get older, as we have more on our plate, that becomes just another stress to add to the mix and we're not seeing our body respond like it should. I like that. And I like that lifestyle design because I yeah. think it's so important to 
understand that his lifestyle is not just going to the gym for a week and after that stop and like you said you know just exhaust ourselves and and being actually more tired and I know you mentioned like you, you you do it holistically but but what is exactly what I will get when I will come to you for example I will say look I'm business owner I'm so tired you know I, I run business I work 16 hours a day or 14 and I don't know what to do because I feel so busy and stressed but I still want to exercise yeah what will be your like oh maybe you need to stop working or what you will tell me <laughs> there's so many different things to unpack there right I think the the first thing is well I can't give you another a 25th hour in the day so let's start with it yeah. <laughs> because we can't find more hours in the day so we clearly have to find a better way to use those hours now this this easily gets into a discussion of delegation and getting an idea of how you you actually built yeah. your business and how do we have that space but I think the other part of that is well there's a component of health that's there but there's also a component uh, well there's a component of health either way but is that physical or is that mental right so we need to look at that first and get yeah. an awareness of their massively inextricably linked anyway but if it's a walk if it's going for a run just to clear your head then fantastic keep going but if we're trying to add in this trainer and really push and we're not actually enjoying it and we're not getting result results from it now we need to readjust it so you know there's certain uh, adjustments we're going to make for nutrition that's going to make much more sense for a body composition standpoint but if you love running or you love getting out in a walk or whatever that might be uh, I don't see that as a stressor. I see that as your space to finally get away from work and have your own time. So I think it's a case of getting an idea of first, how's that uh, that busyness, right? Get away of that idealization of just being busy. That's one topic. But the second part is, is that mental or physical health? Uh, because they're always going to come back to both. But is it a stressor that's building you up or breaking you down? Yeah, that means, because uh, I love run. I, I was always running for clearing my head. That's a yeah. really good point. Like I really love, I really love that. And I came to the point I signed up for something that I didn't want to, but I say yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, great mood. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do ultra marathon. And I never did really marathon. Like I, I did a few or like stand-up paddle boards and different type of exercise, but I just felt like I can do it. I don't have any idea, but I ran this weekend to altogether 20 kilometers. And sure. it was easy, actually. It wasn't that hard, but I'm tired. That means you will probably have a look on like my nutrition or what you will say like because I'm not running anymore just to clear my head like I'm still cleaning cleaning my head it's great but what's next like is that nutrition I need to, need to change or stretching or mindset or, or what you will like what you can like help me with so we've we've had a big run the weekend and now we weren't we're tired today so it's more of just a case of how do we build that back up yeah yeah okay. um so one it would be that's more the question right Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So if we had a big run the weekend, one, we've got to get an idea of what sort of stimulus, what sort of volume are we used to before, right? Because if we started off at doing, you know, 2Ks a week and now we've gone to 20, yeah. that in itself is going to have to be a pretty big adaptation process, right? Whereas if we're used to the volume, but we're noticing that our body's not responding the same way or it's much more run down, then there's a couple of things yeah. we want to look at, right? Yeah. So first one, we're going to have a look at nutritionally, and that's going to be very dependent on you as an individual. How well do you tolerate carbs? Uh, have you got a nice base of protein there to make sure that breakdown is being looked after? Um, but also an awareness of, okay, have we been just pushing hard on the metabolic type of training for so long, and we need to maybe step back and look at other types of exercise. So I think when we look at this type A personality, a certain stress response tends to yeah. be something we lean towards, you know, the running, the spin classes, the, the whatever. Uh, and sometimes we're not able to utilize things like the walks or even the resistance training, right? Because it's a completely different type of stimulus. So it could be something that if I'm working with an individual, we're getting an awareness of 
what do we tend to lean towards? And if we're not eliciting a response that we want there, how do we adjust that in our favor? And I think especially if we're looking in a certain category of, of females that are seeing their body go through changes, that's going to be something that we look at all the time, right? Because if we're looking at 25 and we're seeing, uh, which you clearly still are, so it's fine, but getting an idea of that space uh, when we're younger versus we're older, we want to get an idea of how our body is responding, how we're uh, changing our training to work with our new biology. Because uh, I've got a, a, a lady yeah. just starting this afternoon that is um, going through that same process. She's been a runner all her life and now it's just not working the same way. So I think having that discussion, realizing that exercise is fantastic, but what type are we leaning towards uh, is something that really gets you away from a black and white, like, should I train or should I not? It's more a case of what type of training should I do today? Because clearly you're someone that likes movement, right? And energy creates energy, but what type is building us up? What type is breaking us down? I think that's a really good point because I can see the difference. Like I was able to run, you know, easily when I was 25, 30, yeah. but I think it all changes after forties. Everybody mm. says that. And I was like, no, it doesn't change, but it changed, yeah. changed a lot. And uh, I know I heard that um, that is a better type of exercises, especially for women. Like it should be more, I guess, muscle strength, not just uh, cardio. Maybe yeah. that's another thing that I will have a look about. Mm. Yeah. Um, Look, it's a lot of busy people. We just we mentioned that at the beginning. It's a lot of busy business uh, people. And even people that are employed, they basically run or they sit in the work all day. And after that, they try to handle the dinners and, and kids. How, what do you think we can implement or how do you advise people with any type of exercise or healthy habits? Like what we can do when we really feel like we don't have time? Yeah, well, the first part is trying to rewrite that response. And the last thing I want to say is, yeah, you're not busy, let's find more in there. But the, the, the simple awareness of how you build out your day can be a really, really good place to start. So we do a time audit with every single client before we even discuss uh, any part of nutrition training. But I think a, a nice place to start as a simple habit could be, uh, do we put as much emphasis on placing us in our day as we do everything else, right? Because we place the emphasis on the, the interview, the work meeting, the podcast, but we don't put as much emphasis on the walk or the morning meditation or the journaling or the, whatever that is for you, right? Like you can have your own space that allows you to create that energy, but knowing that next Friday at 7 p.m. I'm going to be doing this, um, and it's going to be for me, as opposed to I know exactly when that next work meeting is. I think there tends to be a disconnect there. And just putting that same amount of self-love on yourself and being able to put that into your calendar and block that out and protect that space, uh, I think is a really good way to start. And I, I know it doesn't fix everything, but we simply look at the space of reprioritizing, okay, those anchors are there. Now I have to find solutions to work around that rather than just flicking it entirely and, and putting something else on top. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. It is so important. Because I remember when I started to, like I spoke with a few people and they said, I can read a book in, a, in one week. And I said, how? It's just not possible. And now I can read a book in one week. Uh, that means it's just to block the time in the morning. When I wake up at 5 a.m., I know I will have 30 minutes for reading every morning or 45. And I agree with also this exercise and stuff. Like I changed my morning routine to do yoga and gratefulness when I'm walking with my dog. That means I kind of connected all together. Yeah. And it's totally different day. Like we can actually have time because I know people usually wake up 7 a.m., you know, and, and running to the schools and work. But if you really wake up two hours earlier, you have two hours extra to do something that you love and actually is preparing you for a great day and great start of the day. That means do you think the morning exercise or any kind of habit will be great start? 
Yeah, I love the idea of some sort of movement in the morning, but even if it's reading, the journaling, the, the meditation, I think they're all anchors that focus on us before the day starts. And I, I we always use the awareness of, um, you know, if, if you nail the first hour of the day, it's very hard to stuff up the rest, right? If we can create that first hour in the morning in order to do something for us before the social media, before the kids, before the, the work meetings, if we create that space, we start on the front foot, right? Whereas if we wake up, we're dragging ourselves out of a bed and we're, we're worrying about what everyone else needs to do, uh, it's a very, very big uphill battle from there. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I think, I, I don't know who says that. It was uh, when you've been your first hour of, of the day, you've been all day or something like that. I remember yeah. that. That was, it's great. It's so true. And when, it, when I'm thinking about like nutrition, because um, what I did, I did part of my journey when I tried to lose some weight, I was doing calorie count. Right. And I just want to ask about that because first of all, yeah, it helped me actually to realize that I was not eating enough calories. Very yeah. weird. Yeah. And uh, for me, that was actually really strange because I was, I was like, I want to lose the weight, but mm-hmm. I'm not eating enough calories. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? Because I think that's that's still kind of like a mixture of, you know messages they're going around with calorie count and how to lose the weight what is the diet what is the best diet what do you think about that yeah well what right there you've started the conversation where i'd finish it which is <laughs> simply this awareness of okay we need our body working on our side we want to drop this body fat uh logic tells me i need to drop calories right well wrong because we're not getting enough nutrients for the body to function as it should right so we look at this classic uh, you know, input, output, but we stop to not take into account how's that machine functioning to start with to rather than look, look at simply the equation, what are we looking at to make sure that that machine, that that uh, function is actually working as it should. And if there's these massive nutrient deficiencies coming through, we're not fueling the body the way it should, then it's going to go into that sort of survival mode and not really function as it, as it should. And as you keep dropping calories down and down and down, your body just starts picking off certain functions that are no longer working as well as they should, right? The immune system stops working as well. Your brain functions is not nearly as, as clear uh, yeah. and you start to really notice that drop down so looking at this that's uh, a really really big component of what we look at to make sure that yes a, a diet might work for a season but it's not going to work for a lifetime because we're not getting awareness of uh, what is the specific goal we're looking for right now right if i'm getting ready for the 20k run on the weekend i'm maybe i might get away a, a with a bit more carbohydrates because i'm working through that glycogen store right whereas if my goal is purely read a book a day and keep that mental clarity there maybe a little bit of high fat might work or if stress is low maybe the fasting but it's completely dependent on you because it's for that particular season not for just like this is how i'm eating from now but the biggest component you've brought in is i'm looking at what I'm looking at, what I'm fueling my body with, and what's the the result there, right? So if I'm dropping calories down, my body's going to go with it. If I'm building my body back up, my fuel, my ability to burn that fuel is going to go up as well. That's really interesting, and I and I like you said a lot of stuff because you you're talking so fast. That's great. <laughs> that's <laughs> <I'll slow down. laughs> it's, it's, no, it's also it's my speed. That means it's okay. I'm just really? trying to memorize and actually go back to what, in what yeah. you said because I like when you said that. First of all, you mentioned you know food is basically fuel. Let me think yeah. about it that way. And also when you're going for a run or you know that you have 20 kilometers ahead, you will do carbohydrates. And uh, when you have uh, too much thinking, you, you just go to fats and try to really help your brain. And I so agree. Like it all works so well when you actually focus on what you need before 20 kilometers a weekend. And I just want to probably just touch the base on that. Like, what do you think about like carbs? I know everybody says, you know, you need to cut carbs. You need to stop eating bread and, and all that stuff. What, what is your opinion? Yeah, so carbs as macronutrient is fantastic as long as the body's using it, right? Carbs of the source, where's that coming from and how's your body utilizing it? So if that's coming from a bunch of bread, then that's going to be very different to 
um, an intra-workout um, drink compared to um, long grain rice, right? Like how our body utilizes that, there's going to be a quantity and a quality aspect to that conversation. So uh, as a macronutrient, it's really understanding the quantity that's going to make sense for you. But the second part is the quality and what do you feel best on? So I think those are two aspects that need to be taken into account. And then it's really just coming back to the skill set of finding what you feel best on, right? And I think it's, uh, and I, I know you're asking this question for a reason, right? But it's amazing how many people ask that of is carbs bad i'm like well it's not that black and white it's trying to find what's going to be best for you and and what part of your lifestyle is is requiring that right now so that we can find that for you and what's that going to look like long term right because what is great this week might be completely different to the middle of summer on the you know on the beach right so making that space will, will yeah. definitely change yeah and i i've actually tried this this winter i was like yeah i need to eat salads and i need to have all these greens and i always buy every week i buy so much so many greens and so much veggies and and i'm just like looking at it as like i don't feel like fresh veggie like i just don't i feel like something warm that means i had to actually boil veggies and do something different every day and i realized i just i can't eat it i, I just don't enjoy it and it was a little bit warmer this weekend and i actually finally had you know salad and i really enjoyed it I think that's when you said seasons, you know, and, and what you actually feel like and what your body wants. And I think sometimes we don't listen to our body as well, because yeah. actually our body is telling a lot of times is telling us actually what we want, what we feel like. But we kind of shut down all these recept receptors or how to call, call that. And yeah, I, look, I think it's what is really good, probably topic as well. Talk about when you are in business or we have really high hyper career and you know CEOs or, or leaders of the teams we are easily going to burn out and I was very close last few months I, I really worked hard and even though I'm still trying to keep exercise and quite healthy food like always trying to do my best I I don't know I just feel like it's easy to go to my body and reset my body like to reset straight away my mind and you know said like okay stop working stop doing this it's kind of like shorter way to go for physiology. That means I believe you have some ideas how to actually avoid burnout or how to actually help ourselves to don't come to the point like we are exhausted and we can't do anything. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's a fantastic topic. And it's something that you've already uh, touched on already, which is simply the fact that when we're high performers, when we're trying to get these projects done, there tends to be a tendency to block out what our body's telling us. And I think the conversation that we're trying to have here is when we work with our body rather than against it, we can actually get more done. And I think it's just that that reset really and understanding that if we work with our body in that in that task uh, and find a way to push harder can actually be a much more productive way to make the most out of not just our health, but our business, out of productivity, our, whatever we're trying to do, as well as, uh, you know, rather than uh, pushing against it and be like, right, well, I'm just going to not listen to my body at all. And I'm just going to work really hard and then deal with the consequences later, right? I think that the... Yeah. The theme of this conversation so far has been that proactive approach to how our body should function. Uh, so I think the awareness of starting there and bringing it back to uh, simply a, it's a sliding scale of, pri of priorities, right? Like, well, at the moment, we're going to be realizing that business is taking more of the focus, which means I don't have as much time for that. That's, that's just the basic awareness of what are we prioritizing right now. But I think making sure that we take into account the burnout aspect, it's really just picking up on those signals, right? And we use... I took this directly from Kern Ray, but getting an awareness of the tick, the whack or, whack or the truck, right? Getting an awareness of what level of signal are you listening to, right? Because if you work, and I've gone through this scenario far too many times, and you know, you're working away, you're, you're really deep into a certain project or a big, big month, 
uh, and you get the t you get the tick or the, the tickle, uh, which could be the fact that back goes a little bit, or you just wake up a little bit sluggish in the morning. You ignore that. Then you go to the whack, right? And that becomes the back pings, or you feel the you, you're puffing up the hill that you never used to, right? And then you, you wait for the full-blown truck. Now that's the doctor's appointment being like, look, this is the new medication you need to be on, right? So I think there's a level of awareness that everybody has. Uh, and the problem is that uh, I think too many business owners are waiting for the truck. And that's generally where we have the conversation. <laughs> This is actually really good what you mentioned. It's a really good topic because um, I had the same experience, for example, with my friend. Yep. Um, I'm not going to name anyone, but I'm going to say, like, for example, like she was going through a hard time and um, her dad died. Her mom was, you know, in hospital. It was like all stressful, like really bad things in work, super, super busy. Everything was coming in one time. And she had really like some changes in blood uh, pressure, of course, because of stress. Yep. and it's funny thing when you mentioned doctors and she was like okay I just can't handle and she was going to doctor and doctors said like ah here are the tablets you can take these pills for your blood pressure because it's too high and we need to control it and she was like okay I'm 40 I have pills that I should take for all my life and I will be never normal without them and she was like no I'm not going to do it <laughs> and she just read some stuff like what she can eat, what she can do a little bit differently. And she was aware of stress. And I think that's the big thing, just really being aware of what is going on. Because sometimes our health is not just that, you know, we are really sick. It's, it's more about we just have some kind of influences going, you know, from outside. And that stress, that can be something else from, from somebody's dying or our kids are changing the school or we are moving the house, whatever it is. There's so many stresses in our life. And, and it was funny because she came back to the doctor and she has actually great blood pressure after like, I think three months or something. <laughs> and the doctor was actually angry at her that she didn't take the tablets because she was like, and you know what? I didn't take the tablet. And he was freaking out. I was like, why you didn't take the tablets? And I was like, this is the worst thing that you can even like hear, like the worst experience from someone that is professional as a doctor and he's not happy for her, his patient to be actually healthy without pills. That means... I think it's great when we can talk about this, what you said, like you know, all that self-awareness and health and stress and burnout and all, all the physical and mental states together. It is so important to share this message to actually help people to avoid, you know, to actually go to the doctor for pills. Because Yeah, you know, and, and it's a really, really hard conversation. And this is something that um, it can be really challenging on knowing where to start, who's on your side and where to focus. Yes. And um, the problem is, you know, well, I think the, the key part you brought up there is that your, your body is incredibly self-aware it's without you uh, maybe knowing about it but it's going to make these changes depending on the stresses coming through so all we really do is is help you make sense of that and know what to focus on yeah. but as you said right this awareness of well here's the drug without knowing what the root cause of that even having a conversation of is stress coming through is this something we can manage before we give you a pill could could go so far and there's yeah. certainly you know there's some really not so great stats around you know, if this person needs to improve their health, will they, right? And then when those habits are so ingrained, their body's ability to change 
it's not particularly favorable right nine out of ten people just like decide to just be like well this is how i've lived <laughs> this is how yeah. i'm gonna stay uh but there's there is that 10 percent, right there is that space where they want to change they want to take back their health and that's the conversation that we're trying to have today is is okay if you want to really make these changes one it's not as hard as you think it is it just it's working with your body rather than struggle street <laughs> right taking yeah. that time to find that space but when we get there and we realize how much we can regulate and adjust our body naturally which is how it was built in the first place. We start to really take things back into our own hands. And, and we had, uh, you know, our over the last week, we've had uh, one person who's dropped uh, like 20 markers on his lipid panels um, in the space of three months. We had one person who has, as you said, right, blood pressure went from really high levels on, you know, double dose tablets a day to not <laughs> needing it in three months. Yeah. Uh, and it's just one of those things of understanding what part of that is coming through. One guy this morning said, I haven't had a blood nose and, uh, like a couple months, I used to have him every single week, and it found out he was just really dehydrated. Right, the the, the certain space that he was in, um, it's quite common for them to not drink enough water. And your body just brings through the signal, right? There's the tickle, there's the whack, uh, and it's just trying to tune back into what that is. I like that, and I think that's that's really great message. When you think about only that part of this interview, mm -hmm. that people should start to get a, or be aware of what's going on around them and in their lives. And, and first probably have a look on that because that, that's the same thing when I because I was going through hormones and and that was three years and after that when I was trying to get out of that I knew that I'm not sick it's just really trying to get out of something that I was taking for three years and my muscle bones and joints everything sore and of course I didn't go to doctor to look for pills because I think I will get some I'm sure I will get some because you know after 40s <laughs> You should get some bills. Yeah, well, how many people have we got off HRT therapy in the last couple of months, right? Uh, a simple conversation of saying, okay, this is something that if you take it, you need to be comfortable with that for the rest of your life. Are you aware of that? <laughs> oh, okay, let's find a more natural option. Uh, that's been something that, as you said, it can really alter your biology. And I think if you can have that conversation around uh, the health of the human will completely change whether that's a crash landing or a, an actual uh, smooth landing, completely comes down to your decisions on a day-to-day -day basis I think just gives you back the power to make that decision uh, and, and it's up to you to make that decision I don't think everyone does but if you're someone that's proactive you're someone that wants to get the most out of your life I think it's quite smart to uh, yeah. and I had this conversation with someone on Saturday who, who's just joined uh, our program um, and he was just saying well you know we take on so much pressure we do uh, do a lot more than most people so we need to be much more intentional than most people and I think that's something that's really uh, being a nice theme for today is really taking that time to be proactive be uh, taking control of your own health and just understanding it just as much as you do in a certain procedure in your business you realize that you are a very very key asset in that and how you function how you feel that body uh, needs to be a pretty key component of that i love that being intentional that's so that's really great because i i have a few business owners around me and i know they're not really even looking healthy, but they don't feel also healthy. And you can see they're all the time sick. They have all these flus. First thing that is going around, they're straight sick. You know, it's just like no immunity. And I so often say like, like just have a look what you're eating because I know I'm, I'm so tired. 3 p.m., I can be that tired that I need a nap, but I never ever had. But I realized it's just food. It's actually food that I would eat. Yeah, how many people yeah. choose between two business options because this one's more efficient and then go have their pie and then struggle the afternoon to not get any work done, right? I think it's just having that same level of um, importance to that decision of how you function as, as to some process in the business. Yeah, and when you think about stress, because that's probably a big topic in general, yep. 
Um, and I know it's influencing a lot of stuff. We just mentioned the, the blood pressure, but when you think about body at itself and the performance, like how the stress is influencing us and what we can do to be better or feel better. Yeah. Um, so the first part of that, I think, would simply be uh, realizing how much you're uh, leaving on the table when you have high stress. So if you're eating well, you're sleeping well, well, you're probably not going to be sleeping well, but say eating well and training well, and you're stressed out all day, it's going to impact your sleep. It's going to impact your ability to digest that food. It's going to pull every other piece of effort you're putting in to your health down. So at least putting that importance to it and realizing that oh, I'm stressed, but I'm still eating well. I'm like, well, it's, it's not going to be going so well. Uh, it, it's taking that into account. I think where that stress coming is coming from uh, is something that just needs to take some time to, to slow down and look at that. Because I think sometimes simply looking at your, your breath through the day and realizing that, huh, uh, for the last three days, I've basically been mildly hyperventilating <laughs> might be a really, really good way to adjust that. And I think where that stress is coming from uh, needs to be looked at as uh, simply the idea of being present, right? Uh, what's happened has happened and what's yet to happen hasn't happened yet. Um, and taking that time to find that space and well, what I do right now, maybe all I can focus on, which it is. <laughs> so let's focus there. I think, although that sounds very simple, might be a nice place to anchor. And then the second part of that is just realizing that your breath is hopefully <laughs> with you wherever you are. So taking that time to simply take six deep breaths to go from a very sympathetic stressed response to a very parasympathetic calm response can be something that is a, a pretty huge tool uh, because we're all going to get stressed and we're not going to remove it. It's like toxicity. Uh, we've got a lot of toxins and it's completely out of control. And being aware of, of what we eat and what we consume is, is a key part of that, but we're certainly not going to remove it. So I think just taking that time to use a tool as your breath to be an anchor, to control that and feel more resilient on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, as well as, as you said, right, that ability to own your morning. If we've got that space there to do something for us before the day starts, I think that's incredibly rewarding to how we're able to tolerate the rest of the day. So those would probably be my, my two. Uh, I started with breath, but the second one would definitely be your, your morning routine, your morning anchor. Yeah, breath is, oh, that's really great, great start. I just forgot to breathe. Anyway, I just realized that in the, um, this weekend when I was running, I was comparing the, I guess, my heart rate and how I was running, how I felt. And I realized that my run is influenced mostly by my thoughts and my breath. Because yep. when I was like breathing really, really quickly, like my heart rate was going up and I just became stressed. And also I had this, you know, thoughts like, oh, I can't make it. I just need still one kilometer. It's like one kilometer to go. And I'm so tired and you feel all the pain. But when I started to think opposite way and I was thinking, okay, I want to actually do it. I want to, I want to do 80 kilometers. I want to make it happen. And I want to be maybe first, you know, why not? And I was just thinking like, like this way, like they're all high performers. They're not thinking this way, like, oh, I'm tired. I'm sore. You know, like they don't think about the, the worst part of the, the run or the worst part of the day. They think about vision. They think about the goal. They think about how the best people do it. And I think that's the major thing that changed my run actually to be more enjoyable. And I was going faster and actually less stressed. And I think when you say, you know, the mindset and uh, stress and all the, all the things around us and how we think and how we breathe, it's just so important to connect that into like one, you know, main thing and start to actually become better just with our mind. And after that, you know, focus on nutrition and other stuff. No, that's great. And I love, I love breathing. I think it's so important. 
Yeah, and you get more out of it, you know, like in that space of your running, if you're able to slow down your breathing or realize that you can get much more quality oxygen with that intentional focus, you'll get more out of it. Uh, We've we've proved that plenty of times with, uh, well, not me directly, but science has has proved that plenty of times with your perceived exertion will go down. Uh, if you're able to breathe properly and you'll get two more reps out of that, that set, you'll yeah. get, you know, a, in a little bit more extra speed because you are breathing properly. Uh, and I think it's, it's going to get bigger and bigger in, in, in sports performance and it should be in the same trajectory with business performance. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah. That will be, that will be my platform. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm also a yoga teacher, but it's, it's something that I did mostly for myself. Yeah. But just to really have that mornings that I can actually do my own yoga and, and can understand the body and, and physiology and, and breathing. And, and I think that's absolutely game changer because the oxygen, we need that for, for our brain, for our thinking, calming ourselves down and all that stuff. It definitely helping to performance. And I was going to ask probably just something around, because I, I heard yesterday something, it was funny, like after 35 years of age we are becoming basically just unconscious robots like we just like walking robots but it's what is true because we have all our habits and everything is written already in our mind you know and we have habits they are probably most of them not really healthy then how you change or or what do you think how to kind of like interrupt those things and and become in 40s 50s you know uh, changing or become the person that is changing the habits and and really change the life do you have any like secret for that? <laughs> I think, again, it starts with uh, an awareness of how much of your day is unconscious, right? So 90, 95% is unconscious, right? The way you get to work every now and then, you might be off in a little thought and you're, oh, I got to work. How did I do that? <laughs> you just follow the same habits uh, and the same patterns and, and those can be reinforced and they can be productive or unproductive uh, and, and getting an awareness of what those are and simply the awareness of that thing can be really helpful right if it's the oh I'm tired hand goes into the cupboard and then you're like huh why did that happen and even just being aware of that can yeah. be really helpful uh, so I think that's a good place to start but when we look at that reinforcing of habits as you said if it's if it's been there for two weeks it's probably not too hard to break if it's been there for 20 years Okay, well, now we might have to make a a couple more anchors there to replace, not remove that. Now, that's a huge part of it, right? If we're going to adjust a habit, we need to replace it with something as productive, as to fill that same time or to feel the same response rather than just remove it entirely. Because if uh, we've done this plenty of times, right? People that uh, would never perceive the idea of not going to 5 p.m. without a drink, right? Because they get to that time and they're like, something should be in this hand about now, right? This feels really odd. So taking that time to replace it, right? And finding a, a drink, something that I enjoy and having that glass at the same time can be just as, as helpful and rewarding. Um, but taking, you know, so we find the, the reason for that. So the example for the bag of chips could be that I'm stressed, right? So if I breathe or I go for a walk, it can elicit the same response. If I'm uh, looking for now this is where exercise can be both productive and unproductive right we could be trying to get rid of that dopamine response that dopamine response of some sort of addiction and then we go replace that with exercise and this is where we can over exercise because we're still chasing the same thing right but it is a replacement and as long as we manage the amount that can be something we look at and yeah. um, but i think the, the the main point from what we've actually looked through that question is simply uh after 35, are we screwed or can we actually make these changes, right? And I think the awareness is, is another big benefit to exercise and, and eating well, which is the neuroplasticity of the brain and their ability to actually mold and change and, and fire uh, new neurons, right? So in that space, we're simply looking at the more we can exercise, 
uh, that space around exercise is some of the most neuroplastic in the day. So that ability to learn new things, that ability to retain more information, improve our memory is going to be directly related to our ability to eat well train you know exercise at some level and as long as we modulate that that in a way we're going to have a much higher capacity to learn new things to remember more stuff yeah i was just trying to all all that i was trying to imagine that like oh that's that's a lot of work but i think it's like i like when you said that we need to replace the old habit with something new and more resourceful and something that will serve us instead of something that is actually not helping us I mean, so I think that's that's a great start when people because people try to get rid of something and they don't understand that probably I need to replace it because I still need to do that thing. That is, I think a lot of smokers, they were always coming to the chocolate, you know, like oh, we, we were eating chocolate. It's like, yeah, this is cool. And everybody was putting on the weight. And I was like, probably that's not resourceful way to replace something, you know, like bad habit with another bad habit. I mean, this is probably some other option. And I guess that's the good thing to just have a look like when you want to get rid of the old habits that is not serving you just to replace a bit habit that will serve you. I mean, that's a great point. Definitely. Thank you for mentioning. Well, the big that. part you brought up there as well, which is if you don't choose what replaces it, your body will. <laughs> so yeah. if we change cigarettes to chocolates, well, that's not a particularly productive habit. But if we change it to something that's more calming uh, and then productive, then that can be a great place. Like how many people watch TV to decompress? They get up and they're still just as stressed. <laughs> Take that time to breathe, stretch, move, do something that allows you to actually relax. Uh, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to sleep so much better and everything yeah. else. So it's, yeah, it's again, it's choice, right? Is it choice or convenience? Is it something you choose to replace it with so it's productive? Or is your body choosing it for you and you're still staying in the same same place, just new new outlet? <laughs> I, I like the decompress. I do that actually. Over the weekend, I can watch, I have Saturday's morning or Sunday morning. That's yep. always my romantic movie or children movie. I just have to do that. And it's funny because I can actually be compressed or I can feel better because I usually cry or laugh or just a little <laughs> bit of that. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's just funny. Everybody always laugh at me, but I don't watch usually TV, but that is always my like Saturday, Sunday morning. I think it's something from childhood. And oh, wow. I really love that. It's just, yeah, it's like, oh, Sunday morning, <laughs> my romantic movie <laughs> time. Yeah, brilliant. Well, it's just anchoring those things for you, right? And that's exactly yeah. why I said the the choice versus convenience. That's not something like, oh, I'm tired. I'm just going to slob in front of the couch. That's like, this is my time to do something I enjoy. And as yeah. long as that is intentional, intentional, and I like it because it's in the morning. Um, yeah, that's quite cool. <laughs> yeah. And I will ask you probably at the end, um, before we'll wrap up, did you have any experience or any kind of, point in your life that you decided to just go to the towards the nutrition and performance or, or what actually brought you there because probably usually we start to do something that is our struggle or it's trigger you know like trigger is our struggle I don't know did you have any experience that made that decision or everything we've talked about today is is something I've gone through personally you know okay. that's, that's something that we look at with stress burnout um, everything yeah yeah like you know we're, we're managing a team of 10 11 guys now we've got a program with over 200 clients in it like there's stress that comes through there's days where I like don't move and I'm sitting on my ass for 10 hours there is this stuff coming through every single day and um, so it's a, a fantastic pursuit of just understanding uh, how do I anchor myself back in? And if I want to really go to the levels we want to go, then there's going to be demands on my body. So I need to put just as much of that demand on my own mental health because both of them are going to be pretty correlated. Uh, and I think just that awareness of it's really cool to be uh, in that health space, building something that I'm exactly alongside the people that I'm, I'm uh, working with. Uh, and that just allows me to resonate so much better, right? If you're a business owner, if you've got a lot on your shoulders, I know what that feels like. So just taking that time to anchor that back in is a, is a 
nice place to just feel like I'm on the same page and then that's usually more productive in how I can coach as well yeah awesome yeah I think we are all in the same boat I, I believe all our listeners as well yeah. the audience they're mostly business owners that I believe that will be resonating a lot and maybe at the, at the end just uh, tell us more about your program or if people want to find you or when they should find you what do you think what is the best best thing that you can like send them to maybe your website or any social media Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I loved today's conversation. Um, thank you so much for, for going through that. I think the uh, awareness of hopefully today is is a, is a awareness that sticks in the back of your head for a couple of weeks and just allows you to anchor a new one new change, right? I think this is something that uh, in the health space, we say, here's a new supplement that can fix this thing, uh, which is completely useless when we don't take into account the habits that really take up our day. So hopefully today's been valuable regardless. And a lot of the awareness around time audit around that, what that looks like, uh, a big thing that I built purely around the conversations I've had like this was a simple five-day challenge, which is not, you know, go work hard and let's get, you know, push you really, really hard in five days. It's more a case of being intentional about how we can improve your health through doing, you know, working with your body rather than against it. Um, so if that's something that's of interest, uh, that can, we can find that on our main uh, website, which is just the metaproject.co. Uh, and that's something that allows you to walk you through each step of that from Monday through to Friday and take that time to input us back into our day Uh, identify maybe some of those food groups, some of those health anchors that are pulling you down, uh, getting an idea of much of what we talked about today, which is being proactive to be, pro be productive, right? What, what, that, what does that look like for tomorrow? Um, basic strengthening, basic looks at uh, how do we build your body back? And I think a big part uh, that we didn't touch on today, but very much a, a key part of this role, which is how can your motivation, your drive be a pull, not a push, right? And how do we create a bigger goalpost? So that's a big part of that challenge. And I think that would be a, a hopefully of value to someone who feels like they resonated with today. Uh, and obviously all, all social medias, I'm around just Hollywood. Um, you can usually find me. Um, but hopefully that's, that's a good place to start. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that self-awareness is the first step. And I like when you said uh, being proactive, you know, towards productivity because proactivity will take us there. And you can see my calendar. I have every morning, like 4.30 a.m. of intention for the day. Yeah. And I think that's really good because you mentioned that word a few time, times. And uh, intentions are like, I think that's just so important. You know, when you set up your intention, your day actually is going to have that theme. Yep. And I think that's absolutely amazing. And when we put these five days, like you said, you have the challenge going um, that five days of really intentionally take care of ourselves or bring that self-awareness, what is going on in our business or body or health and just understand what is going on and what is influencing us. I think that's great. And I really value everything what you say. I think that's that's awesome. And I believe we will talk uh, sometimes later when we will have some probably new stuff going on and uh, some more tips and um, tips about performance. I think that's all what we need. Yeah. And I love, I love to help people to get to the high performance. And I think we need people like you because we always need someone, you know, from that space of physical body and connect all those things together, like physiology and mental state. And yeah, I think it's so important. I just really, really value everything. What you said was great. And yeah, let's start with self-awareness. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, uh, I think yeah, one last thing yeah. I'd love to add in there is, you know, as you're saying, right, we're so easy to delegate things at work, but we're not so good at putting that same focus on, on our body. But if, if anything from today, uh, I think it's just break it down to smaller steps, right? I think uh, fitness is seen as this big thing where I need to train really hard and I need to push my body and I need to be uncomfortable. Uh, and it's really not true, right? For you, you enjoy running because it's something that actually makes you show up better. There's certainly pain, there's some discomfort involved, yeah. <laughs> but it's something you look forward to. And I think it's taking that time to break it down to small enough chunks 
that you actually see that as productive. You see that as building you, not breaking you. And if that's something that becomes, uh, you know, a small walk in the morning or that becomes that small tweak to breakfast, start there and just focus on that until that becomes completely second nature and then move on because uh, that's the biggest worry we see. And that's, you know, the, the one thing we, we have to work around with the five-day challenge is, oh, I thought that would be hard, but that was just really helpful. <laughs> it's something that we dive through. And, and I think, you know, I have to start on Monday. I have to, uh, I'll have to start this. I really look like this program, but I'm gonna have to start in, in January. Uh, it's it's all done. It's all pushed away because you're making this massive task, this massive mountain. So just break it down. And what's one thing this week you can do to feel better, uh, I think is a really, really good way to start. Uh, and I think from there, you can build quite a lot. I think that was a great message at the end. <laughs> just find one, one thing that will make yeah. you feel better this week. Great. Thank you very much, Ollie. Thanks for everything. And have a lovely afternoon in New Zealand. And I hope I will see you again. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. Thank you very much. Thank you.